grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Oh God, that was a train wreck. And and Aaron, you sound terrible. That's that's wonderful. What a start to this show. Welcome into episode number forty-seven, which I bring up because you know a lot of times bitch about older wrestlers, right? Like I think we talk about that a lot. It's a regular trope. Let's recognize that the single best performer in all of WWE is 47 years old. That, yeah. Come on, you know who it is. AJ? Well, no, AJ, you think AJ's 40? Oh, you mean AJ Styles. No, AJ Styles not 47 yet either. Um, R-Truth. Of course it's R-Truth. R-Truth, oh, the wow. best performer in all of WWE, is 47 <laughs> years old. And Aaron, I'm sure you were saying something interesting, but it came out sounding like this. Black don't crack. That is a fact. I yeah, that is True. not even a joke. It's not bitching about. It's not bitching about old wrestlers. It's bitching. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you said. I'm sure. What, what happened? This yeah. is a disaster. What a disaster. Aaron, where are you? Aaron, are you? Are Aaron, Aaron, are you next to a trash can? Yes. Throw your phone in it. <laughs> uh, Look, I'm in my studio. Yeah, yeah, we might need to figure <laughs> something else out. I don't know. It I'm not. Me. I am actually in the recording studio of the... Okay, yeah. well... The... Is the recording studio in a trash can? Aaron, Aaron, we haven't studio. heard a word you've it's said it's yet. any better. Yeah, why don't we try that? <laughs> Any, anything other than what Aaron, you've been is your doing. Studio, is your studio connection established by somebody standing on top of the building with tinfoil hat and a coat hat? It is really bad, man. Like, we've had some bad ones. This one is definitely the worst. All right, it's jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's uh, maybe Aaron Jesus Oster. Jesus Christ, we'll what is happening? From the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. He's Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live, and he is, of course... Is this any better? Am I better now? You just stepped all over AJ, but other than that, yeah, it was fine. Go, uh, go ahead. Yes. Well, I haven't been saying much. Oh, my God. Is it better now? Is it better this now? Is, this is. This show has gotten trained. AJ's still gone, which I appreciate. I respect his professionalism. Um, all, right, all right. AJ Francis, uh, Sausage Castle Wrestling Champion, Sugar Bear. Um, there have been train wrecks. This is by far the train wreckiest start that we've ever had to this show. What is going on? Aaron, talk for a second. Hello. Am I any better now? Not really. Maybe? Like, slightly better. But it ain't great. Like, I don't it know. Sounds like, 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 it sounds like you're talking to us. 
It sounds like you're talking to us through a Folgers can with a drawstring. At it definitely is. It ain't good. I know that much. It is not. Yeah, good. I don't. I, Maybe try going to the bathroom. I don't know. See it's what the it's, same thing we've been doing the past few weeks. See what it sounds like in the bathroom. Like, give that a shot. Maybe just do it from the shitter. Like when people walk in there and take a dump, they could listen to you talking about professional wrestling. We see how it goes. That's- flush your to- flush your flush your phone down the toilet while you're in there. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up later on in the program, P.J. Black's going to join us. You, of course, remember him once upon a time as Justin Gabriel. Now he's with Ring of Honor and getting ready for best, best in the world. World! Friday night. They're trying to bring it back as a good thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd prefer it. That's what I'm saying. You guys are putting shade over right now. I am. You know what? It's my fault. It's legitimately my fault what we've been through. Uh, that's Friday night at UMBC Event Center. We'll talk to PJ Black about that. Um, all right, how did we do for picks? Let's start with that. Stomping grounds, uh, uh, kicking ass, taking names, not asking questions. You give, you play to win the game. The whole deal was Sunday night. Um, Aaron, how did we do picks wise? Uh, you did the best one. Ooh. I finished one behind you. I believe AJ and Brandon tied for last, which puts our standings right now. I am in first. Glenn, you've come through the past few, so you are one behind me. AJ is one behind Glenn, and Brandon's in last place, one behind AJ. All right, so for uh, those of you that weren't able to hear that, uh, it goes uh, – and and by the way, very close together. Everybody bunched up. Aaron won, me two, uh, AJ three, Brandon four. Again, this is running through SummerSlam. Uh, I was sent a potential punishment for the loser, and I will share with you the picture. It was sent to me by our buddy uh, Brandon and uh, Brandon Parkville, that is, and it is. I, you know what? I'll just send you guys a tweet, and you'll understand a little bit later. So uh, give me about five minutes, and I'll get that sent. All right. You. In the uh, in the meantime, let's talk in this segment. Let's start with the pay per view, and then we'll cover the Seth Rollins stuff as well in this segment. We'll get into more of what happened on Raw and SmackDown in segment number two. Um, as far as the pay-per-view is concerned, for um, for a pay-per-view where nothing like monumental occurred, I I, I thought it was very good, frankly. I th- thought it was a great show. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good pay-per-view that had some... This is not the reaction I was expecting from you guys, judging off the internet. What was the internet mad about? I didn't even like what what was yeah. the, the end. I I think I think the consensus was it was a very good show that was marred by the main event. Why the fuck would it be what marred by the main, the main event? event? Well, here well here is and here's kind of how I will even though I thought it was pretty good overall, the idea that you built the entire main event and around the reveal of the ref and the reveal was lacy. It's a little bit great I reveal. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, it, you, that's so reveal. dumb. Yeah, it's you so dumb that they, It's so dumb that it's so dumb that they did something that made sense in storyline. I mean, God. Look, I, I I don't even I don't think that. But it's, I, I I get it. It's a three week. It's a. There was great guy was waiting for that. It's a <laughs> three week build for a big reveal and. The main event of your paper. I get it. Okay, well, I, it was clever. It was a unique concept. I, look, it I, made sense in the storyline that they're, that, you know, of what they're doing with Becky and Lacey. I think people. Here's the thing. People decide. Brandon, by the way, was the only person whose phone sounded good, so he needed to make sure he ate just just at the right time, so he could be. <laughs> 
Your phone's been not. Your phone's not as bad as as uh, Aaron's. Not even in the case, but you've had a couple of hiccups. But Brandon's was the one that was coming through clear, so he was like, "How do I screw yeah. this up? I'm gonna put some peanut butter in my mouth." Just <laughs> it was actually a chicken finger. But, oh, I bet it was. And good. I'm not on my phone. I'm on my computer. Oh, look at but, you! Um, look at you! <laughs> look That's why it sounds good. <laughs> so anyway, like, uh, no, I thought I thought this was clever. I think the problem is the fans decide that it has to be something really huge and monumental, and then Whoa. they're let down by uh, their own expectations. Oh, you mean like when they? You mean like when they decided that it had to be Daniel? Brian Brock Lesnar. Well, no, I, I, I think. Well, yeah, I am. I'll still be angry about exactly that. Exactly like that. Wait, what are you talking? Wait, 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 wait. What? They decided no, what? no, no, no. Don't get into this. Do not get into this, Brandon. It was the worst moment in professional wrestling history. It's 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 important that we continuously bring it up. There's no doubt about that. Anyway, go ahead. I was gonna. When you do build your main event around this reveal, I do think there is some expectation that it will be some sort of big name or some sort of big moment i think that's a reasonable when legitimately okay, but, but you the, were building this around but that's the dumb no nah, so you know what i'm not i'm not giving that anything the only thing that would have possibly made sense is brock lesnar and like it was such an obvious situation that brock lesnar should be the answer that this was actually more interesting than it being yes. brock lesnar um, like there was nothing else they could have done there that would have made you, your guess was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. It would have made no sense, right? Like I, there's nothing they could have done that would have made a lick of sense. They might as well have done something stupid, like bring back the undertaker to be the special referee in that situation. <laughs> well, you know what? I think people would have shot on it less if they were expecting something big. It's just dumb. That's just dumb and makes no sense. Look, I am not... Lacey Evans has not been great since she's ended up in the main roster, but she's still a compelling figure. Her character is really good, and I still think that she's going to end up being, you know, better than we've seen her in her worst moments. In fact, I thought on Monday night she was as good as I've seen her in some time. I thought she had a really good promo on Monday night. Um... I would not have built it that way. I would not have done such a huge, made it such a big deal about the guest. By the way, now Aaron sounds like he's on AM radio. Like, I don't know what is going on, but I kind of love this. There we go. Aaron now sounds like he's broadcasting live from... Like that that AM radio station that you're picking up from Topeka late at night on your your dial. Um, I, I... I think that there's two... Hey, this is 560 AM here with you, Aaron. Um, if you're if you're nitpicking about it being Lacey Evans specifically because it's Lacey Evans and you're just sort of sick of Lacey Evans at this point, I, I you know you're dumb, but I kind of get that right. Like you've had her lose both matches. There's no argument for Lacey Evans to still be in this position, fighting for a championship in another pay per view. Like there's just no right. well, nothing that, you've done. A, I, I wasn't even factoring that in. Right. Like, that, yes, that that I would not understand. Good that we're doing this but, again. The but world. bitching about Lacey Evans being the special referee just says that you have no idea what you're talking about. Like there's just nothing else at that point. It this was actually clever. They built a storyline in which Seth Rollins was trying to physically take out anyone who might possibly be the special referee, and they figured out someone that he couldn't possibly take out. Now, yes, was it, did it set up something that made it sort of obvious? He could have possibly. He could have been a savage. Yeah, I mean that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. That would have been absolutely unbelievable. Yes. Um. <laughs> Did it make it pretty obvious that Becky was going to come out at some point? Well, sure. Fuck yeah, it did. Like, obviously, we all knew I Becky was actually was. surprised it took so long for her to come that, out. That, of course. That, that's the one thing. It makes no sense for it to wait that long. But I mean, right. Like, I, I, no, it, I, it's fine. I mean, I think, I think you let it's it play wrestling. out. And as it's soon wrestling. as she starts, 
hitting him, then she comes out. It right. makes sense. No, I, it's no, a no, face. No, it makes no, just I'm as much saying... sense as, as whenever uh, it takes, you know, five minutes of a beatdown for a member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. to come save. The, uh, they do this shit all the time. So right. I, I think it's, it's right. yeah. people are targeting the Lacey Evans because they hate her. New Day with Samoa Joe guy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Of course. They with Samoa Joe to attack Kofi. Right. No, no, no. All of the yeah. above. But, I, like, again, you knew that Becky was coming out, and so I had no problem with that. Like, it was just when it was going to happen. Um, the fact that they're going this route is interesting, and we'll talk more about that coming up. But to bitch about Lacey Evans being the special referee is is tone deaf. It's it's the opposite of... It, like, you and would to be, say that it ruined the main event is really silly. It's not even... I don't even think it's... I, like, it actually makes you look really stupid because what you would prefer is something completely illogical that, frankly, we should... Like, if the main... You know what we've been worth bitching about? <laughs> is if Kane was the referee for the main event. Bitch about that because that would be stupid. That would be insane. It would make no sense. It would be doing something just for the sake of doing it. What do you mean? Kane still hates Seth Rollins from back in the uh, authority <laughs> <laughs> days. Makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If it was J- if it was J and J, I definitely would. Well, okay. And in fairness, <laughs> I would pop for anything that J and J might possibly do. Um, but like, my God, people are just desperate for anything to bitch about. This made complete sense. Oh, you didn't. Oh, this is new information. Well, I really is gonna lie. I'm the Seth Rollins thing is setting me off. Like, I'm really. <laughs> I have officially been triggered. By the insanity of people, and by the way, Aaron, you're you're indefensible. Like I had to go after you. This I I understand, but I don't understand why you're going after me for that. Are we are we just gonna get into it here? Fine, we, we're talking about the main event. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. You go first. For some reason, what are, what are you talking about? Th- th- it, by the way, if you think I've blown a gasket, wait until AJ finds out what's going on. Oh, oh yeah, I was waiting for oh, this. God, AJ's he is about to shit. lose his. I was waiting shit. for this. Yeah. You know what the internet is really mad about right now, AJ? You know what wrestling fans are super <laughs> pissed off about? That Seth Rollins would have the audacity. That the well, that's years? probably something they're mad about too. That Seth Rollins would have the audacity to go on Twitter and say the WWE is the best wrestling in the world. I'm not there's n- yeah, well, th- there's there's no catch. The catch isn't coming. The catch is not coming. Well, there are a few catches there. No, there, there is no I catch. I am the best. Be- well, hold on. Hold on. The, I am the best because I make the most yes. money. He's the best because he's Seth Rollins. Yes. Well, but that's not what he said. He's He said a boatload of shit. He did. I, I, I think that there are two. Again, there are some people who are idiots. There are other people like me who have found nope. a couple of the things he said. No, a little you're weird. an idiot. You're an idiot. I've read it. Well, well, saying saying (laughs) I'm the best because I make more money than you is an idiotic thing to tweet. It's an idiotic thing to tweet. He he tweeted a million things. He tweeted that. And by the way. He did did tweet that. He used those exact words. Aaron, what were the exact words? I mean, it was pretty close to it. No, no, no. What were the exact words? It was, I make more. He was going back and forth with Will Ospreay, and he said, I make more money than you. Right. He didn't say, I'm the best because I make more money than you. But you're, they were going back and forth as to reasons they were the best, and he said, "I make more money than." But that you're yes. putting, you're that, making that was, something that, that didn't that's happen. Dumb to bring yeah, that's, 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 that's dumb that's to bring what, it up. That is well, dumb to bring it up. Not dumb to bring it up when someone's arguing with you as to why you're they're better than you at something you both do, and you get paid more to do it. That's a valid point that you can make. Now, does it mean that it's one hundred percent necessarily true all the time, especially like in the NFL and shit like that? No, it doesn't. But, 
but it's still a point that can be made. This is the interaction. This is the interaction. AJ, is every wrestler on the planet better than you? No, no, no. Aaron. You literally are saying what I just said. Like, exactly. Well, that's the thing. So it's stupid to bring up. If it's not Aaron, true, it's, Aaron, it's we're, not. We're not. It's stupid to bring up that it's stupid to bring up. We're, we're, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna read the interaction instead of reading your recap of the interaction. Okay. Go ahead. Will Osprey says, "Fact of the day: Will Osprey wrestled more matches in 2019 than WWE Rollins. Catch up, little guy." To which Seth Rollins responded, See, "Hold on. Is this how wait, it wait, starts? Wait, wait, oh, wait, was wait, it? Wait, wait, wait." No, no, no. That was a standalone. No, that was a standalone individual tweet that Will Ospreay tweeted out. He standalone individually tweeted. But that wasn't the first one of the day. Hold on. This is a standalone tweet. The conversation started with Seth Rollins directly interaction, but they were tweeting at each other. Seth Rollins started by saying that the WWE was the best in the world. Will Ospreay clapped back to the world, and Will Ospreay clapped back at him. Yes. yes, and then Seth Rollins went back at Real Osprey by saying, we've got a better version of you. His name is Ricochet. That's the way that began. Then yes. Seth Rollins' comments continued to say that it was about what he was saying. By the way, he never needed to defend his shit about what he said. There was nothing wrong with it. In fact, let's no, all tell the I, truth. I no, and I also, no by the way, by tweet. the way. Nope, with his first By tweet. the way, by the way, can we all, can we take a second? Can we take a second? Uh, um, if you're a wrestling fan, and you have a problem with Seth Rollins saying he's the best wrestler in the world? You're a fucking Get idiot. The fuck yes, out. I agree. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent with that. So, so they end up clapping like, back. Will Osprey tweets like out. If, that's like if that's like if that's like if uh, Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers says he's the best, best quarterback yeah. on planet but we Earth. Get, I don't think are like, we get we get butt hurt. Well, about, I, you know, we were yeah, butt I hurt about Joe Flacco saying it, despite the fact we all know Joe Flacco wasn't the best. Yards it does, yeah. So but I don't care. Anyone had a pr- or anyone rational had a problem with him saying he's the best in the world. I don't have any problem with anyone saying they're the best at what they do because, of course, you're going to feel that way. That's fine. You have every right to. Either yes, that or you're a loser. Yes, or it's yes. more insane. To suggest that Seth Rollins shouldn't be yes. able to say that. Now yes. let me go forward. He can say it. Also, let me by go the way, uh, speaking of which, speaking of which, did you guys see the video that I posted? Babu said it's crazy. Yes, I'm I actually watched. Wrestler. I yes. watched the entirety of the match. I did. Um, anyway, fact of the day: Will Ospreay wrestled more matches in 2019 than WWE Rollins. Catch up, little guy. To which Seth Rollins says back, "I mean, if you want to talk numbers, we can compare bank accounts too." That's what he said. Now. Aaron, I, this yeah, bit I, I that you're doing. That's uncalled for. Yes. I, I no, think that's so what's, what, yeah, I what are the rules of engagement? I make more money than you. you. What are the rules of engagement? Hey, if somebody's clapping Aaron, with you, Aaron, what are you allowed Aaron, to talk about and not talk Aaron, about? I don't know. If you're talking about who the best wrestler is, Aaron, don't talk about your bank account. Like, I, yes, I think that's petty. Yes, oh I really do. So it's, 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 it's okay. But also, okay, well, that's the case, is would you consider... Uh, Enzo Amore a better wrestler than Brock Lesnar because he definitely worked more matches than him three years ago. No, but and if you want to say match, if you want to say something besides I make more, if you want to say I draw bigger crowds, if you want to say I do so many things, so if you draw say, bigger say, crowds, what does say. that mean? Does that mean you make more money? You know what? This, this sounds <laughs> no, not necessarily. No, not at all. Actually, uh, uh, how, but how so because first of all, if you had bigger crowds, like the the Baron Corbin. Has bigger crowds than Will Ospreay. I'm not draw saying draw the crowd, Corbin. though. Anyways, my point is this: is that 
this just sounds the I'm more more money is like my dad can beat up your dad or I can no, it's not. play basketball better than you. No. It's irrelevant and it sounds honestly it sounds like the Trumpian response there. Did he earn that money? No, you know exactly what he's saying. He's saying he's doing it for the biggest company in the world. That's what right. he's then saying. Then say that. Then say that. You and know he that's said what that he's before, saying. And I was okay with it before. And then he's Aaron, like, you're I desperate more for money than you, I have a bigger t- bank account. This is we need. I to, thought that was weak. We need to cut. To I the thought truth. that was really. The weak. truth is everyone is desperate for something to nitpick about with Seth Rollins because no. they're mad that Seth Rollins would have the audacity yep. to tell the truth. No. And let's this let's say, get to the I, heart of this. And this is the part that wrestling fans are really struggling with. The WWE produces the best wrestling in the world, period. Period. Point blank. That doesn't mean that every WWE wrestler is the best wrestler in the world. It doesn't mean that every match the WWE puts on is the best match in the world. The WWE, on a consistent basis, as a company, puts on the best wrestling in the world, period. And but hurt wrestling yeah. fans don't want to be able to handle that because they're very angry about that being the case so we're desperate we're nitpicking anything there is zero wrong with anything that seth rollins said i don't give a shit about well, whether or not yeah, seth rollins well it here's, I, another, I was here's gonna... another reason why right uh, all these wrestling fans all they do is bitch and complain about uh nxt so much better because it's real wrestling. It's real wrestling. It's what we needed. That's what we need wrestling. It's real wrestling. Oh, then you guys come on here and other wrestling fans come on here and bitch complain. Oh, the storyline. We need the storyline to be better. That's why I'm not happy because the storyline. I don't like the storyline. Right now, the two biggest things on wrestling and WWE TV right now are neither wrestling nor story. It's the fire. Firehouse, uh, Firefly Funhouse, and the 24-7 title. How are those not storylines? They're not sto- wrestling storylines scripted to set up a match at the end that tells the story throughout the match. Like, everybody bitches and complains about all of this. Is well, that, that, that's actually my concern about Bray Wyatt, is that it's not scripted towards a match at all. I think that's a problem. But anyways, I yes. Here's the, first of all, NXT Classic. does both Thank very you for well. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. NXT does both very well. If NXT did the wrestling without the storylines, we would not think of NXT the same way. Let's let's make that clear. Okay. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I, I, no. You what you just said. You just said we need wrestling. We like NXT because of wrestling. Well, we like NXT because everything in NXT is good, pretty much. Because they have the storylines, they have the wrestling. Yes, they do everything it, it's well. Irrelevant. I just wanted to it's, point it, out. By that the way, way, it's but also I, the I NXT get is... to the, because I have to go. So I do want to get to the other part, which is what you tweeted at me about because of what I brought up on Twitter, and that had nothing to do with Seth Rollins' tweets. It's because it was, he went on a podcast. It was what Seth, yeah, it's, it's what Seth Rollins said about Dean Ambrose. Uh, there, there were two, Dean Ambrose not be able to handle WWE, so he took his ball and went home. And there was one other line that I'm blanking Wait, on said, right who now. Says Seth, that? Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins said. went on an SI podcast with, with literally a podcast that like six people. And I'm not the guy's really good. And I'm not trying to like uh, the, the the notion that Aaron's trying to point out is that he thinks that he's regurgitating Vince McMahon lines. And I think that's a very Vince McMahon line right there, and it's something I, I, I don't and, believe. And, Seth believes. And, and, and yes. why your argument makes no sense is because you started it by suggesting that Seth was getting something extra out of doing this. 
as if it, somehow he was getting paid more by the WWE. No, I never said I never said paid more. What I do said you he's th- getting something out of it? What? It might be as simple as he is the guy in the company now. Yes. So he feels he has to do that sort of thing and regurgitate it. And being the guy is getting something out of it. Yes. Okay. He, said he was getting something out of it, and I do think that what he said was regurgitating. So, you, if you think yes. he used different words in a singular SI interview, that he wouldn't be the top guy anymore? I not that he wouldn't be able, but it's something he maybe he feels you're, he has to you're, do. You're yes. reaching insanely. What is Seth Rollins but, supposed do, do you, to say about Dean disagree, Ambrose? Do you disagree that those were probably Vince McMahon's? Words? I have no, no idea if they were or not. I don't care. A doctor Buck's shoulder. They're not Vince McMahon's words. I don't. You what don't is so? Seth so Rollins that, speaking? What do you, oh, so think, you think? I, that, I, I have no idea that Dean Ambrose couldn't handle it in WWE. That's that not really what he said. I just read the quote. He, he said, he said, you can't handle, you can't handle the rigor. And so he took his ball and went home. That's what he said. You are paraphrasing. He said those words, but he said a lot of other things too. I, that I'm softened sure he said a lot it of it. It was a half up. You're making what? it sound bit, harder the, by leaving out everything what? else. I'm, I'm said. asking, take I want your I'm, ball and go home. Is I'm asking very, a question. Very, he said that about the outside. He said, what is Seth day, Rollins? He took his ball and he went home or went elsewhere at least. What yeah, is Seth Rollins? But he also said he put his heart and soul into the travel and the schedule and the injuries. And the work in the ring and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, he took his ball and went home. What well, is he and before that, that he, can't, he couldn't handle the rigors. What happened? It said not uh, everyone AJ, AJ, AJ. handle the rigors of the WWE and the schedule and how it affects you mentally and emotionally. You're about you're about to make a, a giant mistake because I'm about I've been waiting for y'all to stop talking to me to clown you, but continue. Go ahead. I was just going to say the idea that he took his ball and went home. I do think is ridiculous. As ridiculous as when that's Vince exactly said about what the, happened. So did the, outsiders take it, did, did the outsiders take his ball and go home? Their yeah. ball and go home. They didn't. Did, Vince, no, Vince said that exact line about the outsiders. There's no WCW you, currently. There's no WCW. AEW is not WCW. Saying, in 1996, when they jumped, he said they, they took their ball and went home. Great. That's what he Wonderful. said. Here's That's why I'm thinking, because this is something. Go ahead, AJ. What's Here's the difference. Okay. If, if, as a who runs a wrestling promotion right if when i while i'm at the top of the wrestling promotion if there's some guys that i work with that i love that we travel around we travel together we work together we do all these different things together we both making good money we both having the time of our lives and for one reason or another that really doesn't matter at the end of the day because you're still going to end. You decide to leave the company that we work with together that I'm on top of to go try to go work at another company that's trying to take my spot. I'm going to talk exactly how Seth Rollins What the fuck is he supposed to say? Actually, right. Seth Rollins is actually, Seth, if I'm Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins made it way nicer than I Correct. would have made it. Yes, I, I would have called him all types of bitches and hoes. Like, I, I'm so... What the fuck is Seth Rollins supposed to say about Dean Ambrose when he's asked about him? I love the Dean Ambrose. I think AEW is going to be great. Seth Rollins. What? Like, Seth Rollins didn't leave the company. You know, he, he's my brother. Good, you know, I wish him luck. Whatever. Not, he took his So you want him to just home. not answer that's the question? That's what he did. Like, you just he think didn't. it's a problem that he answered the question. I had a problem that Dean I... Dean Ambrose was a like whiny little bitch and he left. And that's exactly what happened. AJ, you got you you got offers for the NFL this past season, right? And you turned them down to do wrestling and rapping and stuff, right? Correct. Did you take your ball and go home? Uh, yeah, I told the NFL fuck 
you. But but do, would would you say it's accurate? Yes, that's to exactly say, what I did. I'm okay. Okay, good enough. I, 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 I knew say. I was good enough. I knew that I was good enough to play in the NFL last year, and I didn't feel that I was respected in the manner that I wanted to. So I fucking left, and I decided I had no one. By, the, to do by the way, you're trying to make it an apples and oranges thing. I I I would have no problem if in the middle of a season uh, and a player left and somebody else said, "Dude, you know, he took his ball and he went home." This isn't middle of the season. I mean, his contract was up. He didn't quit. He didn't get up and leave. That's fine. His contract ran out. He's a free agent. That's, Kawhi that's, Leonard leaves Toronto. Are we take his ball and go home? That's fine. He's going to sign with somebody who's on the same par. They all work in the same business. This is actual competition. This I is, understand this that. Isn't, and, th- and I, but I would, if you say it about Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers, I don't think, he it's, I don't think most wrestling fans actually understand anything yeah. about competition. The, but this is, this is most of you, them you're, you're making, I, you're making a clearly here's, indirect here's comparison. Point. Take your ball and go home line, I think, is Vince, because he constantly uses that about guys who leave. Yeah, I'm going to say this for the fifth time. That is a Vince so line. What? Everyone uses that line. What does it you matter you ever, you ever if think, that's a Vince we, line? Why would that you matter? Say things, you ever catch yourself saying things that your dad used to say to you? Well, okay, so so... You're saying that he's cool, so that he's views Vince as that he's using the Vince line. Yeah, I think it's a common phrase that people use. I'm just saying. In this case, it doesn't fit. Something that come. It does fit. It you're does trying fit. to make it seem. Your and going you're trying to compare WWE and no AEW. For AJ no, 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 stop. You're trying to compare WWE and AEW to the Raptors and the Clippers, and it's not similar. They're not similar. One, you're all in a union together. Everybody's in on it. The players are. This is a situation where you're going to try to kick this guy's ass. They're not That's what, similar. Well, also, if you listen to, uh, what's his name, um, the old WWE writer that Vince Russo, this is all just a work. Vince, oh, yes. Vince owns a AEW. Yeah. We're not going to give any credibility to Vince Russo on the show. Oh, there is that. There is that. I mean, like, this is, we're so desperate to be, to be worked up, to be bothered by something Seth Rollins said, because we can't just say the truth at the end of the day, which is, one, he's right, and two, even if he wasn't, he would have every right to say all of these things. Like, even if he wasn't right, the worst, the worst feeling you should have is, oh, I get it. I completely get what he's doing, right? Like... He's trying to drum up Bro, some conversation. If a year ago, if a year ago I went on the internet and said Roman Reigns is the best wrestler in the world, not Seth Rollins, people would have tried to murder me on the internet. Sure. Now they probably Seth still Rollins wanted says to... that he's the best wrestler in the world, and it's a fucking just a travesty. Does anyone? I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong. If, if someone actually got a pride a problem with that they're fucking idiots literally every go back and read the tweet every fucking response tweet was making fun of him yeah th- then people those people are dumb those yes are you're dumb too morons there's nothing wrong of, with anything he fair, said i think most of the people so just so we're all on the same page those dumb people are on your side in this hour are that, you there? yeah that's fine they're they're the craziest who are to the far left or right of me on the spectrum <laughs> whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to make the spectrum they they are the fringes I am, I'm, I'm a lefty or a righty or whatever you want to say, but I'm not the, one of the crazies. I, I want to make I, I that very think... clear. I have no problem with him saying the best, he's the best in the world. I have no problem with him saying WWE is the best in the world. No problem. And if, I just want to make that very clear in case it's not. I do have a problem with some of the specific things he said. You're, you have a problem with a professional wrestler who lives in kayfabe tweeting 
that he might make more money than somebody else does. Do you hate yeah, Ric yeah, Flair? I, I, I think it, it looks bad. I do think it looks bad, That's, yes. How dumb is that? Yes. I think it looks bad. That's a professional wrestler. Like, again, do you hate Ric Flair? Do you hate everything about what Ric Flair does? Uh, I guess, it, you know, when it comes down to that, <laughs> it's the idea that he's, he, he's made it quite clear on, you know, on the pod, combining the two things, like... This is not K- like that was not kayfabe. That's not him. that's not real. Like this there is, is no world in which there is no kayfabe. That's not a thing. You are a professional okay, wrestler. Okay, you know what? If you want to say this is all kayfabe, all right, I like it then. Uh, it's it's life. <laughs> life if is, is kayfabe. If the world oh is kayfabe, God. if the world is kayfabe, okay. When you're Seth Rollins, your world is kayfabe. There's no getting around that. You're constantly working. You're constantly trying to get more attention. You're constantly trying to do things. There's a big difference between this and Seth Rollins sending out a tweet that says, I want to kill Roman Reigns, right? Like, (laughs) that would be a problem. That wouldn't make sense. This makes all the sense in the world. This is the most logical thing for the top guy in a major professional wrestling company to do. And by the way, we're all talking about it. Every single one of us are talking about it. He's a fucking genius. I like the idea that this is going to be, we're going to war. We are going to, WWE, we are going to acknowledge these guys as competition. We are going to do that. I like that. I like that. I know a lot of people actually don't. A lot of people say, you know, everyone everyone should stay in their lane. I like the idea of competition. I just don't like the personal money shots and the thing that I think that he par- parroted some Vince words. That's what I don't like. I mean, but yes, I like the idea of right, overall. Right. Aaron will be back. We'll talk to him in segment number yes. three. Good, 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 goodbye. I have nothing. But goodbye. Goodbye. There he is. But I do need. I do need to put one more point out there about this. Like, I know that I raised my um, concerns about what some people were saying, as far as like you know your Jerichos and people like like why does no one ever have a problem the other direction. You know, when you have Jericho no, talking it, shit about everybody's allowed, and right, everybody's allowed to take shots at WWE, but correct. like the WWE is not allowed to do it. It's it's insane. The fact, the fact that we come on here and the big news of the day is that Seth Rollins says that he is the best in the world, and we're just gonna not acknowledge the fact that Chris Jericho posted the very, very controversial character. And we're just not gonna, yeah. just not gonna acknowledge it at all. Yeah, this is this is this is why wrestling fans are dumb. And by the way, I, like I, I'll go back to it. I will. I I have no problem, and I will continue when I don't like something. I'll share that I don't like it. I I have the right to do that. It's the same way that I have the right to do that about anything. I can share that. You can care. You can not care. Obviously, AJ doesn't. Some of you do. That's fine, right? Like we're all, th- that's the way this works. When we don't like something, we have the right to share it. This is pure insanity. This is derangement. This is something that actually makes me line up with AJ, which is unbelievable. Same. Um, like, the, the reaction to this has been one of the most insane things I've ever seen. I, 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 well, you know, there's two things going on, and we do have to acknowledge that there's two things going on. And, and I don't agree with any of this. I'm just saying there's a separation here that I think what they're giving him the most shit over is that he said that WWE is the best in the world. I agree. I agree. So, so like, the notion that people are mad at him for him saying he's the best 
I don't think is as much as true as it is but that they're laughing about. But it's still about. dumb. It's still dumb. It's still dumb. I'm just the, saying. The, the notion, considering the time frame that these comments were made in, when we've all been well, AJ aside, but we've all been very critical of the product, maybe before last week's RAW, before the pay per view. Let's be clear. I've been critical. Weeks I've been critical that, of Shane McMahon. Kind of rough I've, been, I've been specifically critical of Shane McMahon. I, I like. I, I Which be, the pro, this the whole show was driven yeah, by. Correct. Right. Like that's that's been the issue. It's not been. Right. I I am I want there is a big difference between me saying I think everything they've done has been awful versus me saying I well, think none of us have said it. I'm just saying yeah. it was a it was a rough period yeah. of time because they were focusing so much whatever. There, there was a very big consensus that there was a few bad weeks. Um I don't think I thought it was as bad as everyone else thought. But I did see the issues that were that were that we were having. But all that aside, you know, it's it's all dumb. You know, like just I, I never understand. Like if you don't, who was it that tweeted out? Um, somebody was like, "Wow, like you spend a lot of time on something that you don't like. Like just don't." Yeah. Was it correct. CM Punk? Maybe. I think was yeah. like no, the voice of reason. I mean, we've this. heard a million like, people say things so bad, like that. If it's so bad, then stop. Correct. Get rid of it. I did. You know, so he said something like that. Correct. Someone was trying to bait him into saying something about uh, about the product or whatever, and he was basically like, God, if you hate it so much, just stop. I did, you know? No doubt. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll come back in in segment number two. We've done plenty enough on this. In segment number two, we'll talk about the rest of the stuff from the pay-per-view and the rest of the stuff from the week that was in WWE. I'm Glenn, and he's Brandon, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Join the flock at the Chesapeake Bayhawks home opener on Saturday, June 29th at 6 p.m. at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. Your Bayhawks face off against the Atlanta Blaze for Hometown Heroes Appreciation and Fireworks Night. Season tickets are still on sale for as low as $193. Single game tickets are also available and start at $25. To purchase or for more information, visit thebayhawks.com tickets or call the Chesapeake Bayhawks ticket office at 866-99-HAWKS. We hope to see you out on June 29th. Go Bayhawks! Alright, back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, and... The main event. AJ Francis. All right, boys, we got a lot to cover. Not a lot of time to do it because we're going to chat here with the PJ Black in a few minutes. Um, first of all, in general, as I said, pay per view was great. I thought for the most part, Raw and SmackDown were good this week as well. Um, you know, yep. I, I, I thought it was a good week in general. I thought that for the most. Oh, by, by the way, uh, we forgot to do this last week when I was on the show. Who had the best match on Raw last week? Oh, for fuck's or sake! Or not best match in WWE last week? Oh God! Now you're going to ask me to remember something that happened a week ago, and I don't even know that I'm capable of doing that. Um. Uh, remind me what was Raw last week? Jesus Christ! What day was that? That was. I'm gonna uh, say Seth Rollins Monday. and Daniel Bryan had the best match. Was, oh yeah. That was that last was week? My pick. You are correct. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Go with that. So. So this week now is your follow-up question. And there are a lot this of week, options. It's it's a big one too because it's a pay-per-view. Right. So. Is it at all possible that there are two separate answers this week, that there's a best pay-per-view match of the month, and yet the best match of the week might not have been on the pay-per-view? 
I agree completely because my best my vote for match of the week was Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. Ooh, that was a good one. I was actually going to throw in a vote for Ricochet and AJ Styles. Yeah, I was going to go for also Ricochet and AJ Styles as well. And neither one of those are pay-per-view matches, oddly enough. Um, well, it's just three of us right now, so I guess Brian and I win. Ricochet, AJ Styles is the winner. Oh, so you were yeah. picking the Kofi Kingston Dolph Ziggler match from SmackDown? Yeah. Okay. The two the out of three match falls match. Except for the ending, was kind of boring. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. It was fine. It was fine. The ending was very good. The ending was. Inc- I mean, yeah, it was a good. It was a good cage match. I just expected. I don't know. Maybe I just expected too much. Um, because I, the first pay per view I ever went to in my life, uh, was uh, what's it called? Um, Capital Punishment, and I the the one match I remember. Well, I remember two matches. That was the Little Jimmy R Truth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, John Cena match, but. The the match that I remember most was Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston for the U.S. title on that show, and that show was incredible. That's cool. Um, okay, so those so then what are we doing for the paper best paper match of the month? What are we doing with that? Um, I'm well, thinking it's clearly Undertaker and Goldberg. Well, from... I mean, I think I'm going, I think I'm going to pass on giving that my vote. I think that I'm going to. Oh my god. Well, hang on. So wait a second. Does that mean that NXT, NXT was in June as well, correct? Yes, it was. Yeah, June 1st. Well, shit. Oh, well, then Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole I mean, wins, ha- in my opinion. I think it has to be, right? Yep. All right. So there you go. Those are two. Uh, we've handled that now. Um, okay, let's rock through some of these topics. Let's get through a little bit of this. Um, I, I have no idea why they're doing this thing with The Undertaker. I... I I, I, I couldn't even possibly begin to fathom it. I, I don't think it hurts that much, clearly. I don't know why they're doing it. Why? Did you not hear Roman sucks chance? At, at the oh, you think that they're in danger I, of, okay, all right. I heard it clear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I heard let's go Roman, Roman sucks chance at the pay-per-view. Clear as day. So you think mm-hmm. that they were they were worried about this going the wrong way, so they needed to, to come back and protect him, leading up to whatever they have in mind. I, I could see that. Um, I I don't know. Again, I'm not. I don't need to see any more of the Undertaker in any capacity. Like what he did on Monday, I had no problem with it because it was so minimal that like again, basically, it creates just sort of a cool moment that makes no sense. But you're like, all right, um, putting. I think him in- there's a much clearer reason they're doing this. What? Because well, Stomping Ground didn't sell out, and so they want to, you know, it's the ongoing thing with the ratings, along with pay per view events that we often talk about. I mean, the show was great, but it's we, you know, we often talk about how it's sort of a lame duck pay per view where you know that nothing significant is going to happen. So how do you get people to go to that? You put the Undertaker on it, you know. I mean, yeah, I don't, the pop I don't, was pretty significant. I'd be really surprised. Out. I would be really surprised if they were struggling to sell seats in Philadelphia. Like, I would be, but maybe. It's not sold out right now, and it's in two weeks. Is it really in two <laughs> I mean, weeks? Shit. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Why would you go? I, I'm, I'm just saying, aside from people like us, we're in a bubble. Right. And we all have to remember that. Like, we are in a bubble. We are sold. We're going to watch it, bitch about it, whatever. There are a lot of people that fade in and out of this <laughs> stuff. I can give you the reason why you would go to Extreme Rules because it's the one night a year where WWE goes extreme. They have extreme (laughs) matches like a mixed tag match. That's fucking extreme, man. 
Come on. How could you not want to be in Philadelphia to see an extreme mixed tag match? Shit. Come on. All right, fair enough. And they uh, realized that the, and they realized probably whenever they were setting up this Undertaker match, they're like, oh no, like now we have tag team matches. And I'm and I'm saying this before they announced all this stuff on Raw. I think they sat there looking at what they're doing, like, oh, we better make this other tag match for all the titles because otherwise there's no title match. So it is a little weird. Like it's weird. I think it's weird as shit. Let's just call it like it is. It's weird as shit. Um and if like and they tried to play it up. First of all, my poor Michael Cole, man. They, they this guy's busting his ass to try to put this stuff over. I mean, did you? You got to go back and listen to. I, I rewound it because it was so ridiculous. Like when the under when the when the lights go out and the music hits. I mean, like Michael Cole sounded like he just did like a big line of coke before he oh, started. Now, hang on a second. Do we know that's not the case? <laughs> I guess not. I'm not saying anything. Oh, I don't, my God. I don't know anything about Michael Can Cole. Can you believe it? Yeah. He, like, you know, like, yeah, like The Undertaker no, just second. wasn't on a show two I weeks know, ago. No, I hear you, but still, like, it... That, it was still a surprise. Yeah, see. like, I actually don't have any beef. Well, then, I, and, then he's, and then he's selling his ass off, like, you know, The Undertaker and Shane McMahon. And it's like, not real. I mean... They had they a match. They do. They have a history. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this, Aaron. Uh, yeah, don't do this. Being Aaron, so I called you Aaron. Like, don't do this. Like, look, I have. I have. No, not, no, no, no. We're Come not going to pretend on. like a feud. We're not going to pretend like a feud that ended in a WrestleMania hell in the cell. It wasn't a feud. Vince McMahon made him fight the Undertaker. Vince McMahon made him fight the Undertaker, and there was yeah. no appearances leading up to the. That's not a feud. That's a thrown together match. It's a match they at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania yeah, shut I, the hell up. I'm actually with AJ. It's a match at WrestleMania that does qualify as a history. If you had a match at WrestleMania, it wasn't like he had like a blood feud with him. It was like Vince McMahon made him fight the he Undertaker. Jumped off of a that did happen. That did happen directly in front of me. Shut the hell up. That did happen. He did literally jump off the top of his L onto the man. Like, but you did. know, there's a difference between. Like Kevin Owens running out and them saying that he has a history with Sami Zayn. Well, yes, everybody knows there's a difference there. And and yes. and playing up. Everyone like knows there's a... a difference, but only assholes feel the need to try to point out the difference. Why? All right, All right. we can't we can't get caught up in this. We don't have that much time. Fine. Um. Uh. Look, it was absurd. It was ridiculous. That being said, I I still think it's harmless. So I'm not gonna get too worked up about it. Now, if this leads to Undertaker. Versus, versus Shane. Correct. Like, I mean, I, let's right now, I'm just going to say it's harmless. I'm fine. Whatever. It's it, 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 no big deal. No big deal is where I'm at at the moment. Um, th- this is something we need to talk about. The last two weeks, there has been an edict from the WWE to stop having wrestling matches during commercials. I like it. So, what that's led to is these elimination matches. These two out of three falls matches on TV to try to keep you from changing the channel during the commercials to say, hey, look, we're, we're going to stop. We're stopping the match and then we'll restart it logically at a fall or an elimination. It's led to almost a comical number of two out of three falls matches, right? Like I've watched a lot of WWE in my life. I don't know that I've seen this many two out of three falls matches in a year. Yeah, there were literally two. I was when I was watching SmackDown, I was like, they're gonna have two different, different two, two out of three, three falls, falls matches. matches. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that, that part of it is silly. And there's gonna be more of that because this is apparently the route they're going. In in general, I get the concept, and I think the concept is is well thought out as a theory, right? Like in theory, 
absolutely stop having wrestling matches during commercials. We tune in to watch wrestling. You know, AJ doesn't even care about the storylines. He just tunes in to watch the wrestling, right? So, like, try to put more wrestling on your wrestling show. Good with that. It's, it's tough to avoid it almost becoming, you know, as we said, comical with the amount of ways that you're going about trying to make it happen. Um, that's that's a, the, the, the two out of three. I mean, it's going to be like a Teddy Long bit pretty soon. We're going to be like, I'm going to make this a two out of three falls match, player. Like, player? We're, we're getting really close to being something that we all joke about. Um, but in theory, I get what they're trying to do, and I think it's the right thing. All right. Well, everybody yeah. agrees with me. So, I well, mean, hold on. I think here's the thing. Like, I think that if if the only difference between uh, the match now is that instead of some guy laying on the floor and they go to the commercial and come back and nothing really significant has happened, and 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 now the only difference is instead we get a roll up pin. And now they come back and they're going to go into another fall. I mean, I don't see a big difference in those two things. And, and, if, and, if, and if I had to choose one, I'd go back to the old way because it's awkward that you're changing the match stipulations just because you want a complete match on either side of the commercial. I disagree in that. I don't think that was all they were doing. I get that what you're saying is that happened a lot, but it wasn't always that. And it will also... Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying always. I'm just saying if that's like you have to do that now because you have matches that you want to go 20 minutes and you don't have 20 minutes, so now your solution is to divide it into two falls, that's weird. Or to or to have a different match start, start one match and have a different match. I, I There are boatloads of ways to do it. Like the Kofi thing with... Owen's insane. That's right. sort of what they did, right? Right, correct. That's exactly the way it was. You start one match, that match has sort of a conclusion, then you start a completely different match afterwards because of the, the run-ins and things along those lines. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't have any beef with it. Again, I, I, I think it's doing the right thing. I think the idea is we want more wrestling on our wrestling show. And, by the way, I'm okay. I don't think we still need to keep doing the recap segment at the beginning of every show. No. I, no. I don't think we need to have... Top guy, come out, welcome everybody to Raw, and remind everybody of what happened last week. I, I think the shows are better when they start with a match, when they start with something significant occurring. We all talked about that last week, how that segment where everybody came out and did their finisher on Elias and then went right into a match was a really good segment into a really good match. It was a great way to start Raw. I don't think we need to do the, hey, if you didn't tune in last week, here's what you missed recap from the, the top face every week. I just don't think that segment's necessary. I think the idea of more wrestling on your wrestling show or more content, whatever you want to call it, is a good idea. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it. I'm on board with this being the case. Or like the way that you can pause a match is by having a, an R-Truth situation in the middle of a match, right? And then you can go back to the original match that it was after commercial break. I think there's a boatload of ways they can go about doing this and being creative. I don't think they should just keep doing six two out of three falls matches every week on TV or even two on the same show, as you guys pointed out. That's it, it almost becomes sort of a head scratcher. Like what? <laughs> well, and then like they go out of their way to say, so like, it, I mean, it almost like it's so specifically being directed that they went out of their way on the match on raw, where it was like the Usos and, um, was it the Usos and the new day versus the revival and Daniel Bryan and Rowan were like, whenever they eliminated two of the teams, like we're going to reset this and it's going to be a, Two on two match after the commercial, right, and they right. like rang the bell. Like, right, but I get what they're trying. They're 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 trying to make you to tell you you're not going to miss anything. 
Well, right, like, but if that match was on a pay-per-view, they wouldn't ring the bell again. Well, no, match- like, we know that, but we know that. You and I know that yeah. they're trying to, they have to have commercials. They can't get rid of the commercials, right? Like, there's, there's nothing you can do about that when you're on broadcast TV. You have to have But I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, like, what's the point of this? Because, like, if, the, if like in that specific situation, would someone be like, oh, they didn't ring the bell? Or, like, oh, like... No, they but, don't. Like, why sure. wouldn't you keep watching it? I yeah, just someone understand. like you, right? Right. No, in a in a nitpicky way, you're right. They don't have to go that obsessive with it. Fine, but I also don't think it's the I'm end of the finally, world. I'm finally done updating the. Right, the oh, good, good. We'll get to that before we go to break. I like that. Um, uh, no, I, I look. I, I get. I get what you're saying. I don't think they have to obsess over it the same way. I think right now they're trying to push to WWE fans. You're not going to miss anything in commercial. We're coming back and we're having a new match. I think they're going out of their way to try to say we're doing something new, something different, which has clearly been the edict from the top. And I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that in theory. Uh, let's just knock out a couple things. Um, we now know it's going to be Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston moving forward. I, I like that a lot. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Except a for lot. the fact that it's gonna, it's gonna end up with Samoa Joe. Not winning the WWE title again. I but. feel like this is like you know. I I hear exactly. Yeah, this could go either way. I almost. I, I no, almost. No. Think. No. 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 They 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 they're telling the story too much of Kofi. Every week he's doing more, more matches. He's overcoming the odds, just like how he started his run. Blah 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 blah. He's gonna overcome the odds again at SummerSlam, and that's when Brock Lesnar is gonna cash in on. But you don't think this could be the hot shot? You don't think this could be that they let, they be tell, they they let could be Joe, telling the story that Kofi is taking on too much and then it catches up with him? Right. Like yeah, I, it'll catch up with him when when you hear. <laughs> I think that's a better story. I, to me, that's a better story if Kofi loses the belt at Extreme Rules then has to go through, like, it's a Rocky situation, right? Like, he has to go back and train in Siberia with his lame-ass brother-in-law who's never helped with anything and is the worst character in the history of movies. And they they come back, and he ends up winning the belt at SummerSlam after going through whatever he went through after he was wrecked by Samoa Joe at Extreme Rules, and then you have Brock Lesnar come out at that point. That, to me, feels like the... Nah, one. I, I could also... I also think it's very likely that... After whatever the stipulation ends up being on the Samoa Joe match, um, it'll probably because it's extreme rules. It'll be like a very violent match. Yeah, and then we rebed cashing in on John Cena thing, and, and with Brock Lesnar, and then that's how you set up Kofi versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, okay. I mean, I could see that. I could see that. Um. Uh, also, you know, and then everybody will start to boo Kofi because he's not Daniel Bryan, right? Jason Brock Lesnar. I I thought it. Okay, so let's touch on the. You know, we we mentioned they're going to do the mixed tag thing. Obviously, I, like, are are we at a point where they they have to have Baron and Becky, or sorry, Baron and Lacey win? Like, I I cannot no. believe they would do this a third time to have them lose again. I can't believe they would keep doing this to have them lose again like what the fuck the, is the, the thing point? is is like the, the thing is like who else would you put like you they're not gonna have becky or seth rollins lose the belts before SummerSlam. yeah that's fair so i guess that's fair yeah you're right this is it this so is like it. who else, like the best way to keep it going is to find different ways to have them 
beat the same people. Jesus. I just can't believe they would do that. I mean, I say that like as if I don't have 60 other examples of people that they kept doing it to. I mean, like Braun Strowman. Um, right. God damn it, man. To just keep... Well, is there a chance... Is it, is it this is, is this the last pay-per-view before SummerSlam? SummerSlam. I, it feels like it shouldn't be. It feels like there should be another one in July. Let me double, let me pull up pull that up. Well, Street Rolls is in July. But it's like at the beginning of July. It feels like it's that the was, 14th. Oh, it's the 14th. God damn it. We're at the end of June already. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah I guess this is. I guess this is it. So, God. like that being said, I agree with AJ. I think this is just the, the like okay, now we can say um this is completely over you know, Baron Corbin's out of the title picture now. Lacey Evans is out of the title picture now. We need to buy time until we do what we're going to do at SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I guess that's fine. Because you could, because you, yeah, uh, somebody to face both of them for a month just to get from now until right. SummerSlam. But you can, or you can come up with this way. It's like, now you're like, they got to win, right? But really. Mm. Yeah. They're not going to. No, you're right. You're right. I just it seems it seems like the wrong thing to do to the characters to keep having them lose matches, right? Like to keep it, it like at just some point you're like, what the fuck is the point of just continuing to do it this way? But they did it to goddamn Shinsuke Nakamura. Who oh, guys, did you know Shinsuke Nakamura was alive? Holy shit, Shinsuke Nakamura and Ember Moon, both living people. I was floored by that that news this week. Floored by it. And here's the thing. The, to me, if you're losing good matches to the champ, you're not really losing. <sighs> okay, all right. I mean, there's something to be said for that. You're like, if, wrong. like if Lacey Evans was losing every week to fucking Nia Jax, right? Then that could end right. up becoming a problem, right? Because Nia Jax ain't the champ. But if you're establishing the champ as the best, for example, Kevin Owens. And Sami Zayn, they're not because they both lost to Kofi Kingston this week. They're not now. They're terrible. They can't be right. No, I know, but I do think that we have a different feeling towards people that continuously lose pay per view matches. Like we, we, we talk about Rusev, when we talk about you know what what other people have gone through. I think that that sticks with us. That when they've had these opportunities, they continuously lose them. Um, and you know, I. It's it's probably not the end of the world. Like you're probably going to present an example of somebody who was just fine that went through something like that. Um, so I, I'll, I'll I'll just you're right. It's not it's not worth. And I'm not terribly concerned about it either because it's not like these are two people that I care desperately about. All right, AJ, update the standings before we talk to uh, PJ Black. All righty then. Um, we have a very very different top ten now after these last couple weeks. Um, number 10, we have Randy Orton with three wins, 1.5 on the weighted scale. Once again, the weighted scale is anytime you are in a match that is more than two people, you only get half a point on the weighted scale for that match of the week. Number nine, still Mustafa Ali one point with three wins, 1.5 on the weighted scale. Samoa Joe with three wins, 1.5 on the weighted scale. Number Seven, Daniel Bryan, three wins with two on the weighted scale. Number six, Johnny Gargano with three wins, 2.5 on the weighted scale. Number five, the only woman left in the top ten, Bailey, with three wins and three on the weighted scale. 
Number four, AJ Styles with four wins and 2.5 on the weighted scale. Number three, Andrade Cien Almas with five wins and three on the weighted scale. Number two, Rey Mysterio with five wins and 3.5 on the weighted scale. And your new number one on the 2019 match of the week is Ricochet with six wins. That's, wins and 4.5 on the weighted scale. It's equally like, wow, and then you're like, nope, that's about right. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, oh, you mean to tell me Ricochet? Yeah, I think that makes all the sense in the world. I did, God, I wish I could find this tweet. There was a tweet that somebody sent out on Monday night about how they should structure Raw moving forward, and it was like it should be one hour of R-Truth, one hour of, of Ricochet, and one hour of, God, I got to find it, because I was like, who says no? Who says no to the way that you imagine this doing? Um, but yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. All right. Um, Ricochet has been involved. Ricochet has been involved in three of the last four matches of the week. I mean, yeah. Does <laughs> like, that surprise anyone? Right. Correct. Ricochet's really <laughs> fucking great, man. Like, yes, he has been. That makes all the goddamn sense in the world. Um, so I'm, I, I hear you. All right. Uh, when we come back in, we will chat. Oh, okay. This was the tweet. It was. Uh, R-Truth in hour number one, AJ Styles versus Ricochet, hour number two, Firefly Funhouse, hour number three, who says no? That was from uh, our buddy Brandon. And I, I think I responded to that by saying, and then make SmackDown two hours of Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. And yep. you've, got, you've got yourself television <laughs> for the week. I'll make that happen. I'd watch every week. Of course you would. You fucking watch every goddamn week. All right, uh, PJ Black joins us next. We'll talk about Ring of Honor coming to Baltimore on Friday night. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Brandon, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Get your tickets now for the premier high school across game of the year. The Under Armour All-American Boys and Girls Senior Game will be on June 29th at Johns Hopkins Historic Homewood Field. Log on to underarmorlacrosse.com for your chance to see the highest level of play up close and in person. The event will be shown live on ESPNU, and you might even be on TV. Go to underarmorlacrosse.com and get your tickets now. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live, and of course... Amazing. AJ Francis and we always get excited whenever Ring of Honor comes back to town it's like a home game whenever Ring of Honor is back in Baltimore which is the case Friday night for best in the world and our next guest is part of a effing amazing match on Friday night for the six man belts I am stoked for this uh, joining us now is w- the one and only PJ Black, who's with us on Jobbing Out. PJ, it's so great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, for you guys, anytime. Thank you guys so much for having me. Dude. I enjoy doing these, you know. I like I like to talk about wrestling. I like to talk about myself, and uh, I like to talk about <laughs> ROH. <laughs> Dude, like, so I, have, you, like, have you had an ROH Baltimore experience yet? Um, let me think. No, I, I don't I, think I have. I was going to say, I didn't think you had been back to ball. Dude, this is like Ring of Honor's home, right? Like, really? Oh, my I'm God. Excited. So, I'm I mean, one thing that I like about ROH is the, the loyal fan base. Like, every single loop that I've been on just, like, tops the previous one. It's been fascinating, for this, sure. Dude, this is, like, the crowd is amazing. Plus, since they moved to the UMBC Event Center, it's just a spectacular place to go. Um, Ring of Honor is based out of Baltimore. Like, so every, everything about this is amazing. But this match has, the uh, like, the potential to literally rip the roof off the gym. 
this I is agree. so effing cool. How excited are you for this? Oh, so excited. I mean, you know, obviously Villain Enterprises. I know Marty from like 15 years ago. I was there when Marty started. I was the, there the first day Mark Haskins started. I was there when, you know, like a lot of these Brits started. You know, I, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I lived in the UK for about five years. So I was there for a lot of, like Will Ospreay, a lot of these guys, I was there when they started training. And to see how far they've come is awesome. You know, like I'm a huge Haskins fan. Uh, I really like what Lifeblood is doing. I've been trying to join them for a little while. Yeah. And now finding that they have some injuries, they kind of like let me in. We'll see where that leads <laughs> to. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this match. I mean, you know, PZO, like what a, what a, he's what insane. a talent he is, you know. Like he's just insane. I love watching him. And now I get to like beat him up. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> And Brody King's insane too, by the way. It's two of the more oh, unstable course. individuals on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Brody King fan too. I mean, I, I live in LA and so does he. So I, I, before we both got signed, I used to see him here at the local shows all the time. And I was like, man, how, how did no one pick this guy up yet? He's fantastic. That's cool. That's cool, man. You, do you, uh, uh, this, I have been training uh, at the Team 3D Academy for the past eight months. And I've had the opportunity to meet Bubba when he would be down in uh, Florida on the ROH. Um, is Bubba as, as uh, I don't want to say mean, I'll say as spirited with ROH, uh, the performance he has there, as he has is with all the students that he has at, his, at his school? Oh, yes. I mean, Bubba's Bubba. You know, no matter where he goes, he's the same person. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> I mean, I, you gotta you gotta love him, and you, you gotta love to hate him too. Sometimes, you know, like it doesn't matter what company is in, in what training school he's teaching a seminar in or airport. He's he's just Bubba, you know. He's just uh, I love the guy. I, I I never used to get along with him, but now I do. I kind of see where he's coming from, and I, I really I really enjoy his work. By the way, you know, you, you mentioned that this is kind of your first loop or some of your first few loops here with ring of honor. You signed a few months back and it's such a wild time for wrestling right now with uh, different companies popping up with people just kind of staying independent. What was it about ring of honor that you decided now's the time to sign a contract with them? It was quite a few things actually. Um, one of the first things I did was I looked at the roster and I was like, this is a, this is a great roster. Like I can have, great matches with every single person on this roster. Obviously, we lost a few people, but we also gained a lot of people. Like, we gained PCO. We, we signed Rush. Like, they signed Bandito. Like, every single company on the planet was trying to sign Bandito. And that, that to me, said a lot. I was like, okay, cool. This is, I mean, if this kid decides to go with Ring of Honor and so did PCO and a lot of the other guys, I was like, okay, there's, there's something here. Like, ROH is throwing a lot of money around now trying to sign some talent because obviously they lost some guys, but I think they gained more than they lost and that was one of the things uh, another thing was creative freedom uh, another another thing was the schedule you know like I, I like to go hard every match and you know like the different companies that i used to work for used to work three 300 dates sometimes a year you know and like you can only go like 60 70 percent of your max if you work that many dates like now with a schedule i mean it's not the easiest schedule in the world but it's much easier than the other schedule so i i can go every single match i can go a hundred percent and that's that's what pj black is all about so that was one of the one those were the three main main things for me but there were other factors obviously also but uh those were the three main things 
He is PJ Black from Ring of Honor. He's with us here on Jobbing Out as he will be at UMBC Event Center on Friday night for Best in the World. Um, it, you know, I, as I say that, I want to jump back in here because ironic that the um, the Best in the World pay per view is this week, considering some of the conversation that has existed in pro wrestling over the course of the last ten days. So I'm just going to put this question to you this way, PJ: Where is the best pro wrestling in the world currently? <laughs> that is. You know what? <laughs> I saw the Twitter wars on, on this uh, topic, and I almost jumped in. And, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I like that there's so much choice out there now. So, you know, like, people have a lot of choice as to uh, wrestling to watch on TV and streaming sites and, you know, like, whatnot. Um, it, it's hard to say, man. I enjoy all wrestling from from I watch wrestling from all different companies and promotions, and I like I like characters and you know, I like people bringing the old school stuff back, and wrestling keeps evolving too, and that's what I love about it. It's hard to say. I mean, Ring of Honor is definitely up there, definitely in the top two in the in the in, the, in, in my personal opinion. But you know, I, I do enjoy New Japan stuff, obviously too, and they're one of our partners, and I do enjoy a good Lucha Libre show. <laughs> it's hard to say, and I, I really enjoyed the last WWE pay per view too. So you know, a lot wow. of people like hate me for saying that, but I, I did. I, I just I, I just love wrestling. Wow. It's a fantastic time to be uh, a wrestler right now, but it's an even better time to be a fan. So can I just, I apologize for stepping everybody else's toes, but can yes. I follow up on that by saying, like, you said you almost jumped into that Twitter conversation. We were talking about this in the first segment of the show. Like, uh-huh. the, the, the thing that comes away to me is, like, the, the worst possible thing you could say about what Seth originally tweeted is, like, he's a company guy being a company guy. The more realistic thing is he's a guy that probably believes exactly what he's saying and has every right to believe exactly what he's saying. When right, and he's—I mean—he's on top of the food chain right now. He's—I uh, mean—I really enjoy his work. I've always loved his work. Um, sometimes it, it kind of feels forced. Maybe I feel like maybe Hunter is telling him what to say, but then I was like, ah, no, knowing Seth, that's—that's not true. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! It's interesting to hear you say that. Like, I, you know, it's—I like—I can't imagine anybody's bothered by like in the business by anything Seth Rollins would say. Like, you just sort of sit back and be like, all right, dude, yeah, we hear you. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, he's a man right now, and he's, he, he, can, he can say that if he wants to. Right. That's the way it works, man. It's good to be the man. Good to be the True. Man. Right. True. You, how, I, I have to know the answer to this question. How, how long did you have to train and, and teach yourself the 450 splash before you were comfortable enough every single night, no matter where, no matter who was there? Um, th- that's so funny. You know, like when you learn things when you're a child, you don't really think about it. You just do it, right? And it's like muscle memory. It's like you're on yeah. autopilot. You just kind of like do it. And that was one of the first things I did when I was maybe like seven or eight years old. And when I had my first match when I was like 15, I wow. kind of just did it. And I was like, you know, like you have no fear when you're that young. Like if I had to do it when I was older, I don't think I could have pulled it off. But when I was, I was so young, I just like did it in a match one day. In, in fact, the first time I, I didn't even do a 450, I did a Phoenix Star Splash, and I, and I just hit it perfectly. Wow! And uh, the crowd response was just like so overwhelming. And I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to keep this move." <laughs> and then as I got a little bit heavier, I was, I was 15 at the time, so I was weighing like maybe 140 pounds, maybe. So as I, you know, as I gained more muscle, it got a little bit harder for me. So I just transitioned into the normal 450. But yeah, I've never really like trained for it. I've never really thought about it. It's just something I used to do as a kid. <laughs> You know, as you you've listed a bunch of, yeah, you listed a bunch of guys before that you either are looking forward to wrestling or you have wrestled or, or are you just excited that Ring of Honor signed? Was there one match that you came to Ring of Honor for and you're like, 
I want that match. I have to wrestle this guy. Oh, like I said earlier, like the whole roster. I mean, I've always been a huge Jay Lethal fan. Like Jay Lethal, I really want to work with him again. I worked with him one time in the UK. It was like a once-off quick thing. Uh, Matt Taven never never locked horns with him. Really excited. Um, wrestled Bandito twice, and I cannot wait for more matches. That kid is incredible. I mean, he's he's going to be like the next breakout star in the next few years to to watch. Man, he's going to be a big big name. I can guarantee that. Um, but yeah, the whole roster, top to bottom. Um, Haskins is a good friend of mine, but I, I really, really want to. We really push each other to the limits. I can't wait for a singles match one day, um, you know. But like right now, we're a team, so we're just kind of going to focus on that for now. <laughs> Again, we're talking with PJ Black, best in the world, Ring of Honor on Friday night, UMBC Event Center. Go to rohwrestling.com right now in order to get your tickets. Uh, PJ, like your transformation from where you were at the end of your WWE run. There's a lot of people that like pick up wherever they go next, and they're basically the same exact guy. Yep. Y- your character was not the same exact guy. Um, right. Why? I guess is that like you, you, there's so much marketability once you get to the top of the chain with a name, with you know the recognition that comes along with that. Why did you choose that you wanted to do something so different once you you know got into that phase of your career? So you can go one of either two ways, I think, once, you, once you've been on t- an established TV character for a while, right? You can, you can ride that for as long as you can or as long as you want to, or you can just completely go the opposite and change, and, and that's what I chose to do. And I, cho- I did that because wrestling keeps evolving. I mean, think about how, what wrestling was like 10 years ago. Think about what it was 20 years ago. So can you guys imagine where it's going to be? Five years from now, ten years from now, I sure. think it keeps evolving, and to me, that's exciting. So, as a character, you have to keep evolving your style, your character, your 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 your, your promo abilities, your your look. Like to me, that's important. Now, a lot of guys build a career on not doing that by staying the same for like ten, fifteen years, and that's fine. But that doesn't work for everybody, you know. And and wrestling is sort of an art form for me. So this is how I kind of express myself, and. Uh, if you think I've changed a lot in the last few years, wait till you see what's coming uh, by the end of this year and early next year. By the way, <laughs> it's going to be a completely different. Wow! <laughs> but when you talk about having a look, it must be nice to be 38 and look like you. I just want to. I just want to point that <laughs> out real quickly, dude. I'm, like, I'm blushing right now. My God, <laughs> man! You've always had like a. You, uh, you know, this is going to get awkward in a second. I'm going to move on. Somebody else. Somebody else tap in. It's going to get uncomfortable. <laughs> you are. You are a member. You are a member of next. Which uh-huh. was one of the like coolest like invasion storylines that WWE ever did. Um, how was that brought to you? Like, how was the idea brought to you guys that in what was what we now call NXT, but at the time it it was NXT, but it wasn't yet. Right, that was all Vince's idea. Vince came to us and he was like, "Hey." Uh, this is what you guys are going to do. And we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, this is, you're the boss, so this, that's what you want. None of us, like, had anything, said anything back. None of us had any creative input in that because we thought it was weird. You know, like in wrestling, everything is borrowed. Like, storylines always recycled or borrowed from, you know, Dr. Tom used to say that's what, what's old is new and what's new is old. You know, like, it's very hard to come up with something completely unique in wrestling. And at that time, the Nexus storyline, I think, was very unique um and but we didn't realize it at the time like you know as the storyline progressed we were like oh wow this is something cool you know just by like random people on the street stopping us telling us how cool it was 
uh, for me, especially the backstage people, because there were guys there that, that's been working there for 30, 40 years. And those guys came up to us and were like, wow, we really like what you guys are doing. This is so new and fresh for us. So we're like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, this is cool. But we kind of just like followed orders for the longest time. And then, yeah, I wish the storyline lasted much longer. You know, we didn't even get a WrestleMania moment out of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, we all know how that turned out. Maybe, maybe, maybe there'll be another Are you sure? Future. Who knows? Are you sure that the people backstage weren't just happy that you were helping them with breakdowns by tearing the ring apart and <laughs> ripping everything open? Quite, that's quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've been in actually a bunch of stables now that I think about it across your career. You were obviously with Nexus. You were with uh, you know Johnny Mundo and Lucha Underground. You're in Life Flood now. How much do you enjoy working at stables? And, and does wrestling just need more stables in it? Uh, I think so. I, I think stables is what make, makes wrestling, you know, especially if it's like a good heel faction. I, I love it. I, I think it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, now that you say that... Don't I, forget I the greatest faction it, of all time, the core. Of course. What's that? Yo, I'm absolutely a core guy. Let's just make that very clear. The core was amazing. <laughs> Big core, core yeah. Was I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I send my applications off to, uh, to DX. They got, I got the nine on that. Um, I actually got a, I got a callback from the Bullet Club. So let's see how that goes. Maybe I'll build a career on like being the faction guy. <laughs> the faction guy. By the way, like there's way worse careers to have than being the faction <laughs> that was involved. You, you say that, like you know, what you're referring to, by the way, with Nexus. Like we all think the same way. It was one of those just shockingly awesome moments that we always remember we have all these great feelings for like you can have a way worse career than being the guy that was involved with a bunch of shit that everybody really liked (laughs) right right (laughs) i I know i I was saying that jokingly but i i I legit think i could do this (laughs) that ain't bad dude like we would all think of you in a super positive way be like bro yo pj black was involved with like a million things that we were really into um right that makes that's my goal that's my goal when i'm done with wrestling like People always want to be remembered for like the championships and their WrestleMania moments. I just want people to remember PJ Black more than they did Justin Gabriel. That's my goal. You All know? Right. Like, I, that's dope. To be the faction guy, that, that works for me. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope, man. I dig that. All right. Um, uh, Friday night, UMBC Event Center for Best in the World, which, again, you can watch on pay-per-view, but if you're in our area, why in the F would you not be there? It is going to be an amazing, amazing night, including the six-man uh, tag title match, which will be absolutely out of this world. Uh, PJ, what can we plug for you, dude? Uh, social media-wise, T-shirts, anything like that? Yeah, so everything is on my website, pjblack.com. All my social media links will be there. Some merch will be there. Some, I have a little fitness blog on there, a little wrestling blog. Um, the links to my YouTube channel, which I just do these little fun little like vlogs of all the cool places I've been to. I've actually been to uh, 62 countries I've wrestled in, which I, I started documenting, which is I, you know, because I think it's fascinating. Um, and then some of my favorite indie matches on there, and yeah, everything else. The social media links on pjblack.com. That's awesome, man. Uh, dude, we can't wait for Friday night. It's going to be an amazing show. Uh, really awesome conversation, dude. Really enjoyed this. Thank you for taking the time for us this week, man. We'd love to do it again down the road. Yeah, anytime you guys want. You, you, you got my you got my details now. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right, awesome. Dude, how good of a guest was PJ Black, man? Like, he was phenomenal. What a great segment that was. Appreciate him taking the time for us and get out the Ring of Honor on Friday night. Let me just do this real quick. Uh, let me run through the card for Friday night. Um, we're not going to be able to do like a traditional third segment because we just ran out of time this week. But uh, let me knock out. Here's what's coming up on uh, Friday night. 
as uh, my phone starts ringing, and a heck of a professional that I am. Best in the world from UMBC Event Center. Here's the card. Um, as we mentioned, the six-man tag match for the belts is Villain Enterprises against Haskins, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, and PJ Black. Jay Lethal versus Kenny King. This is a mass best of three series. It's the third match. It's tied up at one apiece. Uh, Jenny Rose and Kelly Klein versus The Allure. Silas Young, the rat last real man, against Jonathan Gresham in a scientific rules match, which is just awesome. The Briscoes against Nick Aldis and Colt Cabana. Rush versus Flip Gordon. Dalton Castle versus Dragon Lee. The TV title match, Bandito versus Shane Taylor. And for the ROH World Championship, Matt Taven and Jeff Cobb. That will not suck Friday night at UMBC Event Center. All right, let's uh, get our plugs in. Uh, uh, AJ, begin with you. Uh, first of all, I wish that ROH still did it at DuBurns Arena, but, uh, you Dude, know, whatever. Come on, whatever man. Happens, happens. It's an old... Uh, oh, stop. You don't really mean that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Um So, yeah, you can follow me on all social media at AJFrancis410. Once again, that is at AJFrancis410. I just put up uh, some videos of my match with Brian Idol. Um, broke out some new moves that I hadn't used yet because I can't really use them as a heel. They're babyface moves. So it was cool being able to be a babyface for once. And uh, um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but if you watch the, the match, Frank is so over. It's ridiculous. I noticed uh, that. But I noticed. You can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410 Very good. Brandon Linton, what's coming up at Ramshead Live? Yo, we got just announced Guar. The oh return of God. the mighty Guar on September 29th. How much does how how difficult is cleanup after a Guar show? Uh, it's all in your preparation. Yeah. I mean, it's relatively difficult, but if you prepare the right way, plastic sheets and things like that, and you just kind of wrap it all up. Um, sh- fun fact: there are fans who have like a white T-shirt that they start like that they they've been maybe like seven Guar shows. And so they start out with like a gross. white Hanes t-shirt or whatever, and Fuck. then um, you get all this stuff that they spray on you or whatever, and then they'll just keep using that shirt for like multiple shows. So you see some pretty disgusting. Uh... I keep waiting for the part where AJ <laughs> says, "You'll book that, but you won't book me." When? No, I'm not worried about that at all because we are already booked on the show. So <laughs> clearly, I tried. I, tried. I had to try. Better than Brandon. Is. People really enjoy. The back and forth. I can't believe how over the two of you assholes are. Um, this this beat. And I'm not uh, even on the open clear. of the let show. But I'm, yeah. I'm in the most clear. over there feud is, on the show, yeah, and I'm right. not on the open. There is one asshole in this feud. <laughs> <laughs> and it's <One>. you. <laughs> not me. <laughs> not me. All right. I got to go. Keep, uh, keep going. What else is coming up at Ramstead Live? Uh, we just announced uh, Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers, who, if you haven't heard of them, um, you should check them out. They're pretty interesting. Um, and uh, Vic Mensa on September 10th. So Awesome. Uh, there's lots of other stuff coming up. Just uh, go to the website, ramsedlive.com. And, of course, at Brandon Linton on Twitter. Uh, Aaron is at the AOster, Baltimore Sun. Read his stuff there. Listen to his show. I don't know how to find it. But if you NBC Sports Radio, wherever you find that, listen in the afternoon. Um, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Thanks again to PJ Black. Enjoy ROH on Friday night for Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event.
All right, AJ Francis. Uh, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. Fuck AJ. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, psych. I lied. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> you totally got duped. Oh. All right, full disclosure. Here's the deal. Uh, we recorded the entire show on Wednesday, and then because of my schedule, I wasn't able to post the show. So we were sitting around on Thursday as I was getting ready to post the show, and everybody said, well, should we come back on and talk for a couple minutes about the news? And I said, sure, let's do it. So uh, quickly, let's go over this, because there's not a whole lot to say right now, but um, uh, a kind of major change as far as the structure behind the scenes for WWE TV. Paul Heyman will now be in charge on Raw. Eric Bischoff will now be in charge on SmackDown. From afar, uh, what else is there to say other than, yeah, that sounds pretty good to us. I'm calling bullshit. What? I don't believe this is a true thing. You don't believe it's a WWE true WWE announced it. I still don't believe that what, it's well, true. Okay. I, it depend, when you say you don't mean that you don't think it's true, you mean it's just kind of a surface level thing? Because I'm kind of with you on that. That I think that, yeah, they're going to be involved. But Vince McMahon is still going to have so much say. <laughs> Yeah, he's Vince fucking man. Yeah. Well, I think I think you're mixing two things together. Like, I think that's true, obviously. But I think that, you know, as always has been the case, like, there are people that can be a little bit more persuasive or have a little bit more creative control at that level and then bring things to Vince that he can say yes or no to. I think this is still a positive thing um, because you've got people with influence, with history, with Vince, especially Paul Heyman creatively, um, yeah, this is why I don't think it's I call bullshit. Why is Eric like no shade? Eric Bischoff's been on our show. He was a great guest. He's fantastic. But like Eric Bischoff has said numerous times, he don't even want to be involved with wrestling, and now he's going to be making creative decisions for SmackDown every week. That's um, actually not true. That's actually not true. I mean, I'm sure he said that at one point, but I he literally to said that on our show. He did, dude. But I I did okay, but okay, but that's dated. I've been listening to his podcast, and Conrad Point Blank asked him if he would listen to job offers from WWE and he said he would. And he gave sort of his terms as to it, you know, as long as this, that, and the other thing, yeah, I'd be all about okay, it. I, so like, I think, I think all these things can be true. And I think we're all smart enough yeah. to know that. I think, I think we're smart enough to know that like you, you could de genuinely say, I don't want to do this. And then somebody said, yeah, really for, how about for this amount of money and say, you know, it's really Fo funny. Fox is they want you they're going to pay you good money for this yeah yeah fox is paying us a billion dollars so like mm, you know how about you do this for this amount and all of a sudden you're like yeah i didn't really want to do this yesterday but funny fucking thing suddenly i really <laughs> want to do it because of the amount of money that you offered like i think that we goldberg, all... goldberg said over and over again he didn't want to wrestle again right guess like, what happened I mean, when I, they backed up i, the I just think that we're all smart enough. and here's the other thing now you've got bruce there now you've got eric there now you've got Paul Heyman in a more creative role, which like, and if you know, uh, yeah. we, we know he's been involved in certain storylines already anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think the mix of all those things and having enough people in the room that can sort of, um, you know, it's always going to be Vince's decision at the end of the day. But I think when you have four people in a room ver that have a little bit of, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but they're not as scared of Vince as maybe like a random writer that they hired from Hollywood or some random person. Yes. They've got Ryan Ward and Jesse James don't have as much cachet as these guys. Right. And these guys don't give a fuck if, if it's like, if Vince starts being an asshole, they'll just leave. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Eric Bischoff has nothing tying him to this job. So I think it's going to, 
it's going to result in some better stuff. I, I got to be honest with you. I prefer Freddie Prince Jr. myself, but that's just me. <laughs> um, look, again, at the end of the day, I, whatever it is, and, and AJ, so, I understand. So, so did David Arquette turn the job down? Or? Yeah, <laughs> he just was no, unavailable. He now. wants to be a wrestler. He that's doesn't true. want to be creative. That's a good point. He does want to, he's been trying to wrestle again. Look, I, I understand sort of the extent of what you're saying, AJ, and, and sure, I hear you. What I would say back is, just having more involvement of Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff in any capacity would seem to be a good thing. On surface level, anything that involves more involvement of those two gentlemen who are responsible for some of the greatest things that we've ever seen in the history of professional wrestling, I, it would seem to be good. Does that guarantee anything? Of course not. Of course it doesn't guarantee that anything is going to work out or that they're going to want to keep doing it or that they, in 2019, still have the exact same feel that they had in 2003 or 2000. Yeah. Oh boy, look, look, the last time we saw Bischoff, it was in TNA, and that did not go well. For Correct. a number of reasons. Correct. Great but part yeah. of it was that he didn't seem to have the touch he had in the late All 90s. a great point. Now, Paul Heyman, obviously, has still been very involved in certain yes. aspects of the... Heyman, no complaints about there. Right. And you also have to remember, the last time we saw Eric Bischoff in WWE, he had zero creative anything. He was just an yeah. on-air talent. Um, you know, so he's never really been in this role in WWE before, which is very interesting. Again, it, look, this is all a remains-to-be-seen type of situation. That's all we can say. But on surface level, I just don't know how anybody could think it's a bad idea. I, I think it's it, the, the best thing you could say is, okay, cool. So does that does this now make WWE the best in the world again? Or ah, that- we're not. Well, no one's. No, you're not allowed to say that. They they oh, are, okay. but you're just not allowed to say it. No, no, no. Now you could now you could say Raw is the best in the world because Heyman, but people don't like Bischoff, so SmackDown is still <laughs> no longer the best in the world. Oh right. God! So so uh, for two years now, SmackDown's been the better show, and now Bischoff is going to make it so SmackDown's the worst right. show. Exactly, you got it. Right. <laughs> uh, I did read somewhere, I, I don't remember who wrote it this way, but they said that they're hoping that these two can bring make the shows a little bit more distinct. Like, I'm sure if you keep the same ref- wrestlers on both shows, they can make them totally distinct. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that's the case. You're going to have two very distinct shows with the same wrestlers on both shows. Did, did, did you see it. Rusev's tweet where he was like, due to the wild card role, Hulk Hogan is on Raw and Hollywood Hulk Hogan is on SmackDown. That's, <laughs> that's not bad. That's All right, great. so we already did the plug, so we're not going to do that. But I forgot to mention, I'm throwing a party on Saturday. I'm sure you guys are going to be there, right? Right? No, oh, uh, no. Thanks for the invite oh, on Thursday. Yeah, go F yourself. <laughs> You, I'm like, sorry, I will be in New Jersey for the Vans Warped F Tour. F yourself, all of you, everyone, every <laughs> single one of you. I'm throwing a party. Um, all right, well, uh, as, uh, you know what? I'll just end with that. Go F yourself. Bye.